Coming to you from Keiko Studios, it's The Balcony Show with Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, Mike Roy, Donna Gallucci, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music so you don't have to. So here we go, The Balcony Show. in far away places, sing with love and good vibes. Just keep an eye out for just what's coming. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Balcony Show. You are tuned in to your number one source for independent music, and we are here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are here. Hi, guys. Bo's, Hello. Bo, Bo's here after like se- 17 weeks of not being around. <laughs> yeah, I'm on vacation. She was on the lamb. Yeah. She was on the lamb. She's not here. <laughs> well, she's got to get her stalker vibe on. You That's know? what I mean? I'm saying. If, if, it's not, if it's not Sticks, if it's not Kiefer Sutherland, it's Joel. And Yep. I like that stalker vibe. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I mean, she's seen Sticks like 4,687 times. God love her. I mean, she's a fan fan. She Good is. She her. truly is. Anyways, so Jimmy Buffett, rest in peace. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to the family. What a loss. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, nobody did the tropical. Nope. Nobody. Nobody. Just nobody. And uh, Steve Harwell as well from Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. And uh, who was it today? Uh, Dreamweaver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gary Wright. He, uh, yep. he oh, passed man. away today. So that's the trifecta. Yeah. Trifecta. So yep. now we're done for a minute. That's a good Upon point. this moment of recording our show, that's where we stand. <laughs> <laughs> so in today's episode, we're really excited because we have Paul Crosby from, he's the drummer from Saliva, and he's here to talk about his new project with his son, Cold Words. We're going to be you know, sharing their music, and uh, we're going to be talking with him about a lot of things. So um, I'm looking forward to speaking with him. But first. But first. I'm always but first. Mm. <laughs> oh, you walk backwards. <laughs> yes, I do all the time. That's everywhere. Nice. That's something yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. about you. But yeah. first. What do we got? I never, I never even seen it there. She was like in stealth mode <laughs> when she slid me the paper. Just like when she was hogging the corner out there and I couldn't park my car. You know what I mean? You know, would that, you rather park 17 miles down or would you rather park on the corner close to the building? <laughs> He's parked two cars up, yeah. just so you know. Would you rather, would you rather swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar, and be better off than you are? Or would you rather get on with the show? <laughs> well, here it is, Mike. Here we go. Finally. Yes. That's the it's best. It's a true story, finally. I love that. Finally, yeah. finally, it happened to me. It's exactly the words, yeah. too. So, uh, bouncing right into the would you rathers, uh, would you rather, one, uh, would you rather have finger-sized nipples or nipple-sized fingers? Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, nipple me, me personally on mine. I mean, I. What do you mean? Like, would the nipples be <laughs> well, poking like, out as long okay. as your finger? Would, oh no. God, no. Yeah. Or, but, or, but your your thumbs would be nipple size. That's what I'm saying. Your I did date a girl one time who had thumbs for nipples. Man, I swear to God, it was like me geez. too. <laughs> Me too. It, Wait, it, what do you mean? It, it kind of drew me back. You know what I mean? I was, Whoa. Long, long, <laughs> Bo, long. I knew a girl could hang four coat hangers on her nipple. That's what I'm saying. I would I would take the thumbs for nipples only because you can cover that. Yeah, nipples for I think thumbs, I agree. You can't disguise that. I mean, you know, like when you go to shake somebody's hand or something, they're, they'll be like, ew, what? <laughs> What's up, nipple fingers? And what if it got hard when you were shaking with nipple finger? Oh my what god! What if it got hard? Yours? Oh my god! <laughs> like, look at my fingers grow. My fingers yeah. are aroused. <laughs> my fingers are very cold today. I don't like that one. That's icky. Yeah, it's kind Either of like way. disturbing. <laughs> it, is. it is. All of a sudden, after so all disturbed. the stuff that we have tracked over the past <laughs> three one. and a half years, now we have finally <laughs> hit Bo with an icky. Yeah, that's be icky. That's it. That t- that tells me one thing. Bo didn't go on vacation. She was snatched up by the pod people. 
All right. So uh, would you rather just bounce into two here? Uh, would you rather have to say all your sentences backwards or have to communicate through charades for a week? Oh, charades. Okay. That would be I'm fun. I'm saying I, I think that would be some fun, charades. fun, yeah, fun charades. stuff. Not me. I'll take this stuff. speaking backwards just stuff. because I would love to mess with people. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want, cool. right? But is that forever or just the week? The week. Oh, the no, week. Just one week. I can write backwards. Oh. Whatever. And then you can hold it up to the mirror and read it right side. Hmm. That's a skill. Yeah, of yeah. many talents. <laughs> hidden, hidden skills. Hidden skills, yep. Uh, would you rather, uh, this is the final one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> would you rather, uh, oh, Jesus, and... Would you rather fart every time you laugh or burp every time you cry? I'll take the burp every time I cry because it's so very rare. Yeah, I'll do the burp. I never cry. I'll do the burp. Yeah, Yeah, me too. That would be so ridiculous. That would be like, yeah, like Tourette's or your butt. But I mean, (laughs) Tourette's. I I have known people that that fart when they laugh. Yeah. yeah, actually. I mean, stuff happens. You get older. I mean, when you get older, things get loose. Things start slipping out. Well, (laughs) you know, sometimes when you when you when you get up in the morning to get going, when you get rolling, you know, sometimes. (laughs) Well, the morning fart is like required. Like that's, I mean, that's right up there with you know with with us guys. I mean, the first thing we got to do is roll over and scratch our balls. You know what I mean? Like we can't start the day. Until that I happens. didn't know that was a mandatory. I didn't know scratch. that was a requirement it for is, every it morning. A, it, it's a physical thing. You can, it's a mandatory scratch. Yep. Is yep. that true, Mike? It's true. You cannot start your day. It's true. Yep. You could literally. Really, call. you're just checking to make yep. sure that they're still there. That's what the you deal could, is. You could I don't know done. where it comes from. You, you <laughs> could not show up is. for work, and you could base that on, yeah, I haven't scratched my balls yet, so I'm not going to be there yet. So. Anyways, we're going to get things started tonight with a song by. Uh, Silent Theory, this is a band that is also their, uh, Paul Crosby is their management, and the name of the song is Just My Luck by Silent Theory, so take a listen.
folks, you are listening to The Balcony Show, and right now we have the first song from tonight's interview with Paul Crosby. The song is called Stained on You by Cold Words. So give it a listen, and when you come back, we will have Paul on the line. So here we go. Sorry's not the word I'd use. I ain't that more like confused. At one time I was your muse, but years brought change and I did too. Something's different, I feel used. Once upon just plain in view. That's the image of me you had painted. Now I'm stained on you. Balcony Show, and we are very excited because we have the one and only Paul Crosby, ex-drummer from Saliva. He, they were a gold and platinum group. He is a Grammy-winning drummer, and now he has a brand new project with his two sons called Cold Words, and we are very excited because we're going to be sharing their music tonight. So welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to, to be on the show. The honor is ours, believe me. <laughs> and you might not say that after we get finished with you. Just saying. <laughs> so our listeners just heard your song, Stained on You. I got to tell you, I really, really like what you're doing musically. And every, this you're pulling from a lot of different things, I feel, Paul, in, in, in the music. It's not just like one thing i hear electronics there's guitar riffs there's a little bit of screamo there's but yet it all works how do you get that combination and make it work so that it's still radio friendly well um i think a lot of it comes from the fact that um everyone in this band has completely different tastes in music so if you listen to all five of our individual playlists they wouldn't be there might be one or two songs that are the same, but for the most part, it would be completely different. Um, so the combination of, of all of those different musical influences combined with the fact that 
when we write songs, we don't have any preconceived concepts or notions whatsoever. We somebody just has an idea and we just run with it and we don't we don't try to go, well, we need to make it sound like this or this band or this style. Um, we I mean, if you listen to our debut record, Bloodwork, there's everything from an acoustic song to kind of mainstream radio to metalcore screamo kind of all that stuff so we literally just go with what comes out from the gut and i think that's what you know contributes to that but i will say though that you can definitely hear your your drumming and i feel like it's a it's kind of like a driving force for the music and i like that because it kind of centers it if that makes any sense to you Absolutely. And, you know, I'm known, you know, most famously for my drumming in saliva and, you know, it's a particular, it's not a super technical drumming style, but it's a particular style of drumming that I like to call bounce. It kind of makes you bounce. And, you know, uh, if you can make people bounce and dance around and, you know, move, then uh, it draws them into it. So, and, you know, uh, it, it would definitely be hard for me to not come across that same way since I've been playing that style for, you know, my entire life, basically. So how did it happen that you decided to, first of all, let's start at the beginning, Cold Words. How did that name come about? How did you choose it? Um, well, we, you know, when we, first of all, I, I, you know, originally we weren't even going to be a band. We were just kind of writing songs for the fun of it to kind of break through the whole COVID lockdown thing. But nah. <laughs> when we decided to be, yeah, we had to do something. When we decided to actually be a band, you know, trying to name a, a band these days, uh, especially a rock band, is really hard because all of the cool names have already been taken, you know? so. um we really just kind of put some thought into it. And, and what I had mentioned before our interview was uh, the pronunciation of the name. Originally, I was coming up with um, artwork concepts of, for the album cover that we were going to put together after we decided to be a band. Um, and we ended up not using it, but it was a very cool, like, gory, spooky hospital ward with like a gurney and like blood handprints on the wall. It was kind of like, kind of like that. So initially, and this is where the name confusion comes in a lot is initially we were going to call the band cold wards, like hospital wards, psychiatric oh, okay. wards kind of. So it was based off of that artwork. It was like, that's a really cold hospital ward. Hey, cold wards. Right. Um, but then we, as you know, as it went on, we were all we all liked the name, but then eventually, I, you know, I kept looking at it, Colt C O L D W A R D S, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that could be like cold words. Like those are some cold words." But also, we made our own definition of a direction toward a d direction facing the cold. If you're facing the cold, you're facing cold words. So we kind of just, you know, just made it up and it just kind of rang better and we just kind of liked it. Um, you know, there's also a band already called Cold Wars and we didn't really want to get kind of, you know, confused with them. So Cold Words. And what's it like working with your two sons? How I, that I can understand how that could be really fantastic. But how do you balance that between being a parent and although they're older, but you're still a parent and you're the managing and, and, and driving this, you know, bus. Well, um, first of all, my kids are extremely talented. I, I think even more talented than, than, you know, than I was or am. Um, they're really good songwriters and um it's kind of it kind of makes it easier me being the parent and the manager and the drummer because you know i'm still the dad so i can be like no you're doing it wrong this is how we're gonna do <laughs> <Yeah>, it <right? laughs> i'll take my belt off you know what i mean so uh, <laughs> um <laughs> so you know they they it makes it a little easier because i'm like nope i'm the dad and like that's the final word <laughs> no but for real um it's awesome they're very easy to work with and they're 
they're talented and they're very, very eager to learn the professional way of doing things, which, you know, my experience comes into that. They have a lot of experience with like writing songs and, and doing music, but not on the professional level. So they, they're very open to learning from me and letting me steer the ship based off of my already proven track record. Um, not only with saliva, but also the bands that I, have managed or currently manage and the success rate of of what i've done with some of those bands as well so it, that makes it a lot easier um i'm just really uh glad that they want to be in a band with their dad because most kids especially when they get older once they hit a certain age they don't want to do stuff with their parents because that's not really cool yeah, especially you know being what? in a band you know yeah, but you're a drummer yeah, like you that's know, a cool you got a cool, thing. You got yeah. a cool you're, how can you not so, be a yeah. cool dad? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually up on just glad that, Paul. I'm I'm glad that they let me be in their band. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know what? Their harmonies together are are stellar. There is, I think that there's a thing with siblings that there's like an extra kind of a thing that happens that their their harmonies blend just a little bit better. I don't know what that is, but I'll, I'll go down I and think, saying it for uh, sure. Maybe kind of like, you know, when that what they say twins have like a special connection. I think all siblings have that kind of connection to a, a certain extent as well. But on top of that, I have no idea. People ask me where they get their vocal skills. And I'm like, I don't know. It does, you don't want to hear me sing. Like I sing and the dog starts scratching at the door trying to get out. So like, I, don't, I don't know where the vocal ability came in, but they, they definitely have it. Well, they have your musical gene. Bad News is your new single, and I can't wait for our listeners to hear this. Can you talk about Bad News for a little bit? Um, yep. Bad News is... Um, so originally, um, when you hear the song, you will, you will notice this, uh, listeners. Um, I kind of came up with the, the little keyboard kind of intro thing that starts the whole song off just messing around and that's literally all i had and i i sent it to my son sean who is the one of the vocalists and the main guitar main you know songwriting guitarist in the band um and he kind of threw the the you know those riffs on there and sent it back and i was like man that's really cool so we sent it over to zach and zach actually already had um some lyrics written for another idea that he just didn't use it for. And somehow, some way it worked for this song. Um, so, I mean, we got really, really lucky on that. Zach is a, a lyrical genius too. And, um, and how he, how he puts stuff together and it, and it has direct meaning. I know when he originally wrote those lyrics, it was based off of, someone that he was in a, another musical project with who always kind of took credit for stuff, even though a lot of it was Zach's ideas and always tried to make Zach feel like he couldn't do anything without this other person. Well, like he was, bad. you know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously eventually he exited that project and he kind of wrote this song about it, but Zach, I had Zach send me over. I was like, Zach, sum up, you're what the bad news means, what, what it means like in a paragraph. And here's what he said. Bad news is about losing touch with someone you care about when they've become surrounded by people that change them for the worse and become blinded by loyalty to people that will never reciprocate it. Hmm. Awesome. All right. With that, uh, we're going to take a break and let our listeners hear bad news. And we'll be right back with Paul Crosby.
folks. You are listening to The Balcony Show, and we got Paul Crosby on the line from Cold Words. So, Paul, um, now, are you guys... Um, are you are you guys going to be touring? You guys got any big uh, tour plans coming up? We uh, we we did our first our debut shows earlier this year in March, um, and we are about to shoot a video for what's going to be our next single um, um, next month. And then, so we're probably only going to do a handful of shows later this fall. And we are, you know, working on the release of our full EP, which will probably be out sometime late spring of 2024 because we're releasing several singles first leading up to it. Um, but our plan is is to try to jump on a bunch of festivals all 2024. Our plan of attack is to try to get out and tour as much as possible for 2024. So this year, most likely just a, a couple of or a handful of shows this fall. Nice. Now, now, what's it like, you know, uh, you know, after after your life of touring and being on the road with uh, with saliva? And now, what's it like being out there with your kids and pounding the long roads? Um. It, well, I mean, it's you know, I'm with um, you know, the guys in saliva were are like family to me. They always will be, but this is really family, so it's a yeah. little bit different. Um, to be honest with you, I if it weren't for being in this band with my sons, I probably wouldn't be in a band. I'm not really, I'm kind of like more focused on my management company and, and things like that. But obviously, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I, I one of the many reasons why I stopped um, t- touring with saliva was because I wanted to spend more time with my family because right. I'd spent all these years away from them a lot. So this allows me to still play drums, be in a band, but also be with my family. So it's the best of both worlds, I would have to say. That's okay, awesome. now what? No, wait, watch, watch this. Because you were caught up in a whirlwind. Yes, <laughs> Am I, not I see the what best, you did there. Very, I see what you did. Very there. clever. She's clever. <laughs> As she's holding her hand out yeah, in front of her. She's balls. all dramatic right this, now behind the microphone. Very. <laughs> This is, I have been jamming to this. I love this song. I love this song. I can relate to this song in so many ways. Um, I just love everything about it. So you got to talk about Whirlwind a little bit. Whirlwind is uh, up until Bad News. Whirlwind was probably my favorite song we ever did. And you got to keep in mind, most of those songs from our first record were written in the COVID times. We'll call them the COVID times. So, um, you know, so it also has relevance kind of to that being inside your head, being kind of locked up um, and trying to navigate through all kinds of different emotions, which we all had to kind of endure during Mm -hmm. the COVID lockdowns. You know, obviously cases of mental illness, addiction, all of those things that people may have had um, mild issues with inflated because of being isolated and, you know, and locked out of the world and having all this change, losing your job and all of that stuff. So the song, uh, although it wasn't, you know, basically written about the COVID times, it it ended up having a lot of relevance with it. I just thought, you know what, Uh, for me, it was uh, so many times in my lifetime, there have been, I have been in the middle, I'm that kind of a person that I attract a lot of crazy people. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) My husband calls me a lunatic magnet. That's how we all wound up on this show. Yeah, there we go. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But... That kind of thing when there's just so many things going on around you and you just, you don't have any control, you know what I mean? But this song just really pegged that for me. And I got to thank you for that because I'm just enjoying the heck out of it. So, <laughs> Well, again, those lyrics would, you know, came from the the incredible Zach Crosby. He's he's just got a knack for those lyrics, man. And he I think he just sits around and writes lyrics. He's probably got a whole notebook full of completely written songs, you know, just waiting for us to send music well, over to him. I can't wait to see where you, where this band is in, you know, like another couple of years, because I just can't imagine them not doing really well. They're already doing well. You already have, 
you know, almost a half a million streams. And so kudos to them and tells Zach and Sean hi from us and great job. Um, we love the music and, and we want to continue to follow you. So when you have new music, do reach out because we will definitely play any new music coming from cold words. So yeah, we're not going anywhere, man. We plan on being around for <laughs> as long as possible. Like I said, we already have our next single lined up. Um, we're going to be shooting the video for it like around October 7th. So that when bad news runs its course, we'll be able to just fire out the next single immediately and not, not miss a beat. And I do want to say, do go to the YouTube channel because there is like six videos or, or more. And all of them are just, who's ever doing them, they're doing a really great job too. It's just too much to cover Paul in, in one evening. But I will tell you, our listeners, please go and check out their YouTube videos too, because you will be pleasantly surprised. They're very well done. So And absolutely. So, so while you're there checking out our videos hit that button that says subscribe because um, many music listening fans may not know. They may have heard that, you know, the streaming platforms, they really pay the artists like a quarter of a peanut, like, you know what I mean? Per stream. But YouTube actually has a much better royalty rate for their, you know, um, for their artists. So obviously that's based off of the amount of subscribers the band has. So do me a solid while you're there and everybody hit that subscribe button on our channel. If you like what you see. All right. Well, we're going to take a break again and let our listeners hear whirlwind. And we'll be right back because Paul is going to stay for Indie Radar. Ooh. I'm caught up in another whirlwind. I broke down for the first time in a long time since I left my pay for a better life. Still try just to get by, but my frail mind's only seconds away from a landslide. I wanna stay locked up in my safe room, but the storm always finds a way to get through. No, 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 I don't know where else to run to. Here, here we go again. I'm caught up in another whirlwind. I think the roof is gonna fall. I should be running for a safe space, but I can't help but be at all. I fear that this is my creation. Embodied by my loss of control I'll do what I can to contain it Before it can ravage everything I know I'm caught up in another whirlwind Yeah I'm caught up in another whirlwind Yeah Now the rappers are shaking inside my head is collapsing I can't believe that I'm making so hard to cope But it happens I got my nose against the blind So I'm breaking my back no one I overreact, but it's a natural occurrence in my life, it's a fact It's like a hurricane, it brings the rain wherever it's at It's like an earthquake, it's fissuring the goals in my path That leads a gap and its impacts, but I need for my task, you know I wanna stay locked up in my safe room But the storm always finds a way to get through No, 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 I don't know where else to run to Here we, here we go again I'm caught up in another whirlwind I think the roof is gonna fall should be running for a safe space But I can't help but be at all I fear that this is my creation Embodied by my loss of control I'll do what I can to contain it Before it can ravage everything I know
today's Mad Cats Mad Tracks, we have the song Underdog by Vox. So give it a listen. Here we go. This is Bo Summer on this week's Indie Radar. I am very excited to kind of steal our our musical guest over to my segment, um, Indie Radar. So welcome back, Paul. I, I know we didn't really let the leash go yet on you. So um, welcome to the segment. Um, each week, I try to cover a topic that can help indie artists kind of like get some traction in their musical career, um, some industry tips and um, like current trends and current events that are going on. So I'd love to pick your brain and maybe like discuss two points that I think um, could possibly help some indie artists that are listening uh, that are or that listen to our show and would just like to know how, quote, to get started. And what I mean by that is, you know, they may have like a local following. They're pretty popular, like on a local regional level. Um, when is it that an indie artist should reach out to a management company like such as yourself. Um, I noticed that you're not only a management company, but you're also a development company. So I'd love to uh, hear your thoughts on when do I get a manager or when I'm at that point in my career or to take it to the next level. And then what do you actually provide as a development company to an, an up and coming artist? Um, yeah. So <clears throat> Basically, uh, an up-and-coming artist, um, I, what I do, I, I do a lot different than what a typical manager would do. Let's say, like, when Saliva first got their first manager, we were already at a level to where we were regional, had, a, you know, lots of followers. We were getting added to 
back then, you know, I say back then because I'm ancient, um, was uh, rock radio was much bigger, terrestrial radio. It was even before like satellite radio. So we were getting added to radio stations and stuff on our own. Um, and then managers approached us. So as far as a typical manager, um, whenever you've done everything that you can possibly do for yourself and you've got a huge, you know, social media following monthly listeners on Spotify, all of that stuff. But what I do is slightly different. I I do, I do do traditional management for some of my bands, Mm -hmm. but I also, and like you said, artist development. So I actually work with some bands that are in those entry stages that you mentioned, and I help them basically take the express route to doing things, taking steps that they need to better their chances at success. And there's no guarantees in this business for sure. Right. But obviously you can um, cut out a lot of the, you know, you can take the shortcuts by having someone that has a lot of contacts and can kind of like guide you on do this, don't do that, don't waste your money on this. So I do a lot of of that stuff for my, you know, beginning and newer bands and kind of help walk them through the process to get there. What I would recommend for um, up and coming bands who are trying to, you know, um, to get somewhere, focus on your social media. You have to be on that like nonstop. I would be making, you know, five posts a day. You can't just like make a post once a month. And the other thing a lot of uh, up and coming bands do that's... uh, I would consider a, a mistake is they'll get together and they'll hype up a single release. They'll release the single and then crickets. They just don't do anything after that. You got to stay on it. You got to keep going and going and going. And once one single rides its course, put out another one. You get, you have yeah. to constantly put out content and stay on top of your social media game to help try to trigger the algorithms and stuff in your favor. And, and then things kind of starts happening for you, you know, like obviously people used to buy physical copies and now they rarely do, but just not near as much. You know, there's not really it's a lot harder to make money off of actual music these days. Whereas before, you know, if you like here's an example are my band's Cold Words first album has slightly past a million streams on spotify had we sold a million physical cds we're talking about a good chunk of change you know what i'm saying but a million streams on spotify equals like maybe a a decent dinner somewhere at mcdonald's (laughs) right right oh and that's just oh that's terrible i know i do a lot of research about all of this and i know there's some companies out there in different i think deezer is a distribution company or something it is they're trying to create like a new model for streaming and, and making money and royalties and things like that, which I got to dig a little bit deeper into that, but there's something going on with Deezer. Um, But again, that's probably more for bands that are a little bit more well-known and maybe not necessarily indie artists, but um, well, Paul, thank you so much for spending some time with, uh, with us and our listeners um, of our segment to hopefully move forward and uh, move the needle a little bit for some indie artists out there. And I don't want them to lose hope because you can make a living doing music. You just kind of really have to focus and know what you're kind of getting into. And uh, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of competition. You know, I feel like back in the day working at a label, um, everybody out there that was in a band that was good, you know, maybe some not so good, like they're chasing that, oh, we need a deal, we need a deal, we need a record deal. And now this generation, they're just chasing streams and and video subscribers. And and it's like, I feel like there's so much on their plate, they don't know which way to turn and which way is the right way. What do they grab that can maybe give them some sustainability to move that career a little bit forward to grow and organically grow, of course. Yes. I mean, you, you really have to be willing to put the time in and, and do the things that a lot of other bands are not willing to do. Like, like I said, a lot of bands will put out a single, hype it up, hype up a video, and then they go ghost until maybe six months, a year later, they post another single. No, no. You got to be like, uh, my recommendation would be to have like at least three singles and videos completely ready to go before you even announce the first single wow. and then just keep firing them out every, you know, every two to three months. I always say, put out a song and a video, keep promoting it and you'll see when it hits the plateau and starts to come down. And that's when you drop the next one, but you can't, 
put a single out, let it do run its course and then go, okay, we need to go record a new single and do a new video. No, 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 no. You should yeah. already have like two yeah. more ready to go. A lot of artists go. do that. A lot of artists yeah. do that. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different <laughs> result. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. You have to be willing to put in the time. You constantly be on that, on, on social media, constantly be, you know, recording, getting videos ready. You should have like two or three singles and and like before you even released your announced for your first single, you should have two or three ready to go with videos. And then once you drop that first one, start making more songs and videos. You should always be to have two or three ahead of you. Yeah. And because that seems you don't to be ever, the, the modern yeah. formula on everything the that you're saying. The the music listening world is ADD these days. They yes. you if you go away for a minute, they're they're on to something else. Yeah. I'm guilty so of that. Yeah, so true. If you look at my playlists, like you'd think it's a schizophrenic person. Like I've got, <laughs> you know, 500 different genres in one playlist. <laughs> my playlist is everything from Garth Brooks to Cannibal Corpse. Yep. So like everything in between. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's no genre to me. If a song grabs me and it moves me, I like that song regardless of whatever genre it is. Amen yeah. to that. Yep. Well, we're not going to take up any more of your time. I want to thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking with you and i wish you nothing but the best in the future with you and your sons and cold words can't wait for more to come thank you guys again for having me it was a it was a pleasure great talking to you paul take care have a great night are you an artist trying to get yourself out there but are still struggling to do so kjg media and promotions can help We provide distribution to radio, social media management, and so much more. Be sure to contact Caden Gordon today by emailing kggmediaandpromotions at gmail.com or giving us a call at 978-556-3339. Welcome to another edition of Mike's Music Box. Inside, you're going to hear some stories of the macabre, the paranormal, and the strange. So stay tuned, if you dare. Welcome to Mike's Music Box here on the balcony. Today's episode, has Elvis really left the building? Of course, we couldn't leave out the arguably the music industry's most famous and best known conspiracy theory. Let's take a look at three key elements that have given rise to the speculation that Elvis is still alive. First of all, Elvis is supposedly a spy for the U.S. government. Yes, at the end of his career, the king of rock and roll loved police badges, which he collected avidly. He was very impressed with the authority that the police officers and soldiers had, so he even wrote a letter to then-President Richard Nixon asking for help in the fight against drugs and the spread of communist ideology in artistic circles. A meeting was arranged and Elvis was given a badge as an anti-drug officer. It was more of a symbolic gesture, and Elvis was definitely not a government spy who would send musicians into the clutches of the FBI or CIA for drug excesses. The whole thing is rather absurd given the fact that Elvis was a very, very active drug user himself. Secondly, there's supposedly confusion about the cause of Elvis's death at the age of 42. Everyone around him could see that Elvis was not in the best of shape due to his excessive use of drugs, alcohol, and medication. However, doctors have officially stated that the singer died of natural causes. With such a diagnosis, Tennessee state law says that medical reports cannot be made public. This has, of course, introduced cause for speculation and added more fuel to the conspiracy theorists' flame. Third, supporting the Elvis legend suited many people, such as singer Jimmy Ellis, a.k.a. Orion, whose face mask, voice, and hairstyle evoked Elvis Presley so strongly that many people simply wanted to believe in the magical rebirth of the legend. It was great for record sales, so no one at the label even tried to debunk those legends and superstitions. You can find Elvis everywhere. There will always be somebody resembling the king of rock and roll appearing as a mysterious figure in a film, a photo, or other authentic footage 
that would irrefutably confirm that Elvis lives happily in Buenos Aires. The Maldives are in a basement in New York. One never knows of them. So keep an eye out because perhaps maybe Elvis has not left the building. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for a new chapter of Mike's Music Box. Sleep tight. This is Hippa and you're listening to The Balcony Show. Hi everybody, welcome back to The Balcony Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Paul Crosby for spending some time with us and uh, really, really appreciate his time. I think he had a lot of really good stuff to say. Oh yeah. And I love the band. I can't wait to see where that band goes. So we're going to be following them. Um, I I don't have anything else. It's just been a crazy, crazy with all the loss of all the people. And it just seems like it just doesn't stop. It's like we we keep me losing Jimmy Buffett and some of these major, yeah. which is to be expected, I suppose. They're, but Jimmy yeah, Buffett the wasn't time. that. It stinks. Mm. We turn that corner. Ugh. I mean, that's just where it's yeah. at. I mean, we turn that corner. Life takes more than it gives. There's less road in front than behind. And, you know, it's I mean, great. It's going to take a and lot September, of musicians. You know, We're going to see a lot of them go with no replacements. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's the saddest part about it is that, like you said, no replacements. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when it, when a David Bowie dies or when a Prince oh. dies or a Tom Petty dies, you know, th- th- those those create voids, you know, when it, yeah, like I when agree. a Jimmy Buffett dies. Just yeah. because, the pioneers. Right. And the, 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 it's a testament to the longevity that they had in what they do. And it's, 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 it's hard to think that you're not you're not getting that replaced. Like, who's the next one? Right. Who who are those ones you see that you think you can see out there that are going to have that kind of career? Well, can in this, they in this have business? that kind of impact? That I, right. I I don't know because they don't have they don't have behind them what artists of that time right. had, had yeah. behind them. And I think that makes a big difference. I really do. It does. So um, we could talk about this all night, but I'm yeah. tired. Not, obviously she doesn't want to, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she can't I'm park. Here. She can't park. Yeah. She wants to get out go, of here. I got to go repark She's my out, car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the motorcycle. Some crazy man was beeping at me in a, in a white Suzuki. I don't know. <laughs> He was he wasn't crazy in the beginning. Uh, life is life is never never um, boring. Yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's not. So, so we're going to end things tonight with another song from uh, one of the groups from Paul Crosby Management, and uh, the name of the group is Beyond Today. And the song is Parasite. So take a listen. And with that, I'm going to say good night, everybody from the Balcony Show. We will catch you next week.